Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. Right now, it's the end of the season. I had a couple days. I uh, wasn't able to do the post-game spaces as we normally do uh, right after the game, but just a couple days to kind of reflect. Seen a lot of people have entered the transfer portal, uh, but the, the Huskies drop senior day at home, uh, 44-12. Probably the ugliest game that I've seen in my time here in DeKalb uh, covering the team. There's been some stinkers in there too, but this one was deflating. This one was demoralizing. And this was the worst possible way to send our seniors off. Did not send the seniors off the right way. And it's even crazier when you factor in that the offense didn't score a single point. All the points came from John Richardson and you start the game up six, nothing. So Akron closes the game out on a 44 to six run. Uh, There was a pick six in there. There was pretty much anything you could have imagined from the Akron offense. They ran the ball for 200 yards and threw the ball for 300 plus three touchdowns through the air with the backup to wasn't even their starting quarterback, which is crazy to me. It was a game that was indicative on how this season went. When it rained, it poured and couldn't get a stop, couldn't get a first down, couldn't score. Just wasn't a good game. And on our side of the ball, 172 through the air, 89 yards on the ground from 38 carries. So not a great day on either side of the ball. Obviously the score and everyone's attitude lately these last few days, just kind of reflecting off this game. Yeah, is not good. Um, Going into this season, there was high expectations. There was the expectation to return back to Detroit and win the MAC. There was an expectation to be ranked in the top 25, an expectation to be a 10-win team, all of this. I'm guilty as well. But at the end of the day, team did not get it done, 3-9 and nine on the season, uh, injuries, whatever you want to call it. Things did not go our way this year. But as Coach Hammock said in his press conference, you know, we'll be back. Like, this is a team that you have to remember, 0-6 two seasons ago, MAC champions last year, this year 3-9, and nine, one of the most injured teams in all of college football. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, we get I you know, I get up every week hoping that my teams win, right? Like, I root for the Bears, I root for Northern, Northern Illinois, I root for Notre Dame. I, I want all three of them to win every week. I hate that I'm sitting here looking at NIU's record at three and nine. Like, I want to win these games just as much as they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've told you guys before on the show, episodes are 10 times more fun. The interviews are better. The, the energy, all that stuff is so much different. Even the listens. I appreciate the people that still listen when we lose. You are my real supporters, and we love you for that. But the listens drop off significantly for us when we start losing. We had our best season last year. Since I've had the podcast, and that's no coincidence to the fact that we won the championship and people wanted to hear. Um, I don't know. 
I don't like the fair weatherness. I don't like, and this isn't even just me talking about the podcast. This is talking about in general. This is talking about all the co- the fire coach hammock and fire this guy and fire that guy that I saw all week on Twitter. And it's crazy because my actual Twitter account got hacked. So I've only been able to go on the Huskies on tap Twitter account. So I've just been like, not only do we lose 44 to 12, but that's like the lone Twitter account that I've had all week that I've just been seeing stuff on. And it's frustrating, man. I, I know this is a program that is accustomed to winning and not having these type of seasons. And, and yes, Coach Hammock is 10 games under 500. And yes, the, the program should be in a better spot this year after what happened last year. But you have to look at the full picture. I think that if this team has Rocky, at the very least, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to win six games. If this team doesn't have injuries, you know, to both corners and to lineback to several linebackers throughout the year and, and running backs and receivers and everybody got hurt. It's just from whatever way you look at it, it, it just wasn't in the cards this year. And it sucks. Yeah, it's awful. But still a very young team, a team that I expect to be competitive before they look like this again, especially if we have Rocky coming back at quarterback and, you know, we bring Trayvon Rudolph back. A lot of people remember, you know, Trayvon Rudolph was the best receiver in the MAC last year. We didn't have him. Cole Tucker was hurt for parts of this year. Shamar, Shamar Thornton was hurt for parts of this year. Our number one was Casper and we get him back next year. So I'm trying to look at the positives. Yeah. Like, I said it after the game. The best part about this season is that it's over. We no longer have to talk about the 2022 Huskies. It stinks. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, you know, you say goodbye to players like Nick Routine, players like Liam Sorahan, Kyle Pugh, Jeff Griffin, who's transferring, Jordan Gandy, the DeKalb native, is transferring which is wild to me. But if you got a you know a hometown kid, a starting corner that's transferring, that's telling of what could be going on. And then on top of that, Jordan and Eric are both transferring. Eric Rogers, the, the cornerback number two, transferring. Uh, Brett Bostad, fullback, transferring. Hasn't really played too much over the last few years, but more on special teams. Regardless, leaving. Um Trying to think of who else I saw. Mason Blakemore, transferring. Mason Pierre-Antoine, transferring. Uh, There's a couple more that I can't think of off top, and I'm sure they'll come back. But, oh, Marcus. Yeah, fucking Marcus. Like, I would have never expected Marcus to transfer. Marcus loved it here. He had the NIL deal here. He he had, honestly, what seemed like his best friends here and and all the old linemen, like, when I say those guys are tight, like those guys do everything together. So to see that, you know, again, just in the same breath that I'm talking about Jordan, the hometown kid leaving. Talk about Marcus leaving. Marcus is one of the, the cornerstones of that offensive line. But I think Marcus has his eyes set on a power five and then the NFL. So from Marcus's standpoint, I understand it. It's business. And for all the players that are leaving, obviously we want them to all do great. A lot of those guys we've interviewed, Brett, We've interviewed Jordan. We've interviewed Marcus multiple times. You know, it, it, it's it's tough when you, as a player, have to make the decision to transfer out of a school to go play somewhere else. 
But as a fan, we have to understand that the player is doing it in their best interest. It's not as a, you know, middle finger to NIU. It's just, hey, it's not working out here. or They're not what I need at this point in my career. Some guys, you know, step down a level and play at a lower level of football, uh, a la Michael Love or Aaron Collins. And some guys go to a higher level of football, uh, like Jack Heflin or Weston Kramer. So it is what it is. But in the day and age of college football, the second that last whistle blows in week week 13 or 14 or whatever you, you know, whatever you play your last game, those kids are hitting the portal at every school. And you better believe as much as all these players that are leaving NIU, just as much as we saw, you know, before the 2020 and after the 2020 season, they're going to recruit the portal as well. And I think we ought to take a look at maybe quarterback position after Rocky, because the quarterback position after Rocky is very Rocky as we saw this season, whether it's Nevin, whether it's Justin, whether it's Ethan, but I would only hope those guys continue to grow. Uh, Jeff Lomax may be a guy that gets an opportunity when, when Rocky leaves, but we haven't seen anything from him. And I would believe that Dustin Fletcher is probably transferring as well as he was honored on senior day. And he's definitely not a senior. So weird time. Uh, there was a statement put out by coach Hammock and, and the athletic director, Sean Frazier after the final game, just basically stating that, yeah, this season was unacceptable. It's, it's not going to happen again. We have to dig deep and find a way to be better. And I mean, I hope they can, because I, I like coach Hammock. I like, uh, I like Sean Frazier. I like I like them both. And I know it may sound biased, obviously, because, you know, those are people that have always done right by me. But I think from what I've seen when I've been on campus, as far as and, and this goes on off the field, Coach Hammock's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Okay. He is a guy that is gonna go into these recruits' homes, talk to their parents, talk to their family members, and make them comfortable with them spending the next four to five years of their college football career with them. He's a great recruiter. He's done well. Okay. He's gotten good players here. He needs to keep those players here because obviously he's a little bit untraditional in the way that he plays players. Okay. More players play on these teams. It is what it is, but he's competitive in that sense where the best players will always play. And I think that us as a fan base, need to take a step back and realize this. Coach Hammock was extended. Coach Hammock is one of us. He is a Husky. He played football here. He put his blood, sweat, and tears on the line. He wants to win just as bad as we all do. So we're all on the same team here. We all, you know, we may not agree with everything that happens out there on Saturday, but like it or not, that's our head coach. And until that he's not our head coach, we have to deal with it as a fan base and we have to support him. I will support him regardless. I don't care if, if, if nobody else is in that corner, I will support coach Hambick. I will support the guys. We could like, even in the Owen sixties, I'm glad Ethan was with me for that one. But like, I don't know these, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan, a Bears fan. I, I, all I know is losing. You know what I'm saying? I, I was adopted by the NIU family in 2018 when I started going to school here. 
And luckily, got a MAC championship that year, 2019 or 2021, got another one. But I'm so used to the pain in all my other sports that I'm I'm not going to sit here and say fire everyone, you know, just because we had a bad season. Now, do I think that there's pressure on some of the defensive coaches, you know, plates? Yeah, I do think that some of those guys could be potentially let go. Some of the quality control guys, I've heard a lot about what's going on with the secondary and just like the DB room. So maybe we can find a quality defensive backs coach. Cause you know, we lost Dan Jackson to Vanderbilt, you know, it's just a lot going on. And like I said, I gave myself a few days and now I'm starting to get a little riled up, but you know, I love everything about the sport. Right. And Part of the sport is winning and losing. Luckily, it's not soccer. We can't tie. But right now, we are in a transition phase, right? We have one more year with Rocky. We kind of had a little bit of a, a test drive or a test run with what we have behind him. And I don't think anyone that's listening to this show or anyone in the NIU fan base right now is going to raise their hand and say they're comfortable with the quarterback position moving forward. We have great backs. We have Harrison Way Lee. Ontario Brown, even though he he may have seemed like somebody that may have fallen out of the good grace with the coaches this year, seems to be all on board to come back. And one of the things that will alleviate the, the stress of losing a guy like Mason Blakemore is the fact that Jaden Cradle looked so good towards the end of the season this year. That's a guy that can return kicks and punts, I'm sure. Well, I know he can do kicks. I don't know about punts. We'll see about that. I'll knock on wood to, to – give us good luck because we're look we're losing Cole Tucker and what a gutsy performance by Cole out there on senior day. Great to see him come out the tunnel one last time. I know he wasn't playing down the stretch of the season, but to see him play one final game in Husky stadium meant the world to him and us as fans absolutely loved it. I didn't even realize it until a little bit into the game, but yeah, cradle Brown Whaley in the backfield. You're looking at Rudolph Rukowitz, uh, Messiah Travis, Fabian McRae, maybe like Dane Partridge and a couple of other guys. Receivers are receiver, probably going to be looking for the transfer portal. You lose Marcus, so you got to you gotta fill that right away. I don't know if I trust what's behind Marcus at this point. We'll see uh, what ends up happening. But that line outside of injury is one of the most constant things on this team. Those five guys have pretty much been the same all year uh, with the exception of injuries. And even the year before, you know, you just sub out Pete Niagara for Braden. So love what the O-line's doing. Defensive line, you lose Green May, you lose Kennedy, you lose Griffin. Uh, O'Malley got all-conference. Esther got all-conference, I saw. Cole Tucker got snubbed on all conferences. What happened? Whaley, I believe, was third team. And then CJ Brown was also on there. And then Logan Chernitz was on second or third, I believe. And then the lone first team was the captain, our guy, friend of the show, Nolan Potter. So, but yeah, I got a little off the rails there. I'm I'm all over the place today. But back to the defensive side of the ball. You know, you got Esther, you got O'Malley, Kennedy's gone. Uh, like I said, um, Ivan Davis on that side of the ball. Uh, who else do we got over there? 
Kate Haberman, someone that we'll be looking out for here in the future. And then if you move to the next level, Dave Vern Rainier, uh, Jaden Dolphin. Uh, you obviously lose Kyle and Nick. Those are two huge losses. But we've seen a lot of great things from Nick Alvarado. And obviously we have Joey Routine at that level. So if we could just swap one routine for the other, I already told him, uh, you know, I will see what I can do with the equipment managers to get him a neck roll the same size as his brother. But he also has that same understanding that those inches on the neck roll are earned. So got to find a way to get it done out there uh, on Saturdays. But yeah, so Dol- like I said, Dolphin, Rainier, uh, Alvarado, Routine. I'm trying to think of who else they would have at the second level of the defense. That's all I can think of off the top of the head. But secondary is where it's sketchy, right? Safety's fine. Love C.J. Brown. Love Lafayette. Jordan Hansen's always good back there. And they always find ways to make plays in the secondary from the safety position. But at corner, you lose Jordan Gandy. You lose Eric Rogers. That is the number one position that we have to attack in the transfer portal. We cannot come out here for the first game of 2023 with freshman corners i'm sorry i will not accept it i I don't know (laughs) i don't know who else will but we already saw what we saw from the secondary this year and it was not good we cannot have a repeat performance from the secondary because that ultimately what held the defense back the defense was pretty solid in the front seven they played well in the front seven but when it came down to the secondary that's where we were getting beat against these teams was the secondary so yeah have to find a way to be better on the back end of the defense and have to find ways to get off the field but the team could be in worse shape I know because I asked coach uh, before we left the final press conference before the Akron game you know when does the recruiting trip start I believe he is already out of state recruiting right now like he Trust me, he's about to get in his in his bag. He's about to come out next year with the same like chip on his shoulder that he did last year. And trust me, I'd be willing to bet that no matter what, we're going to be a bull eligible team next year, and we will have our chance to at least get back to Detroit. It's so my my tinfoil hat theory way too early for next year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, things could be worse, man. Things could be worse. I obviously am not happy with the way the season panned out. Things could have went away way different, right? We could have won the Ball State game. We could have won the Tulsa game. Could have won the Ohio game. There's plenty of different games that we could have won to end up 6-6, six and six, right? Fact of the matter is we did not, and that's why we're here. And it is what it is, but win, lose, or draw, we'll be back with you guys I'd say about a week or two. I'm going to put together like a, even though it's a stinker of a year, even though we're three and nine, I'm still going to do a, uh, like a team award show. I got to sit down and think of the awards, obviously offensive and defensive players, just to kind of shine light on what type of season it was. Maybe it'll be something that we can open up for polling. Um, kind of how we did the food brackets a few years back and just get people to vote. But yeah, just maybe like one or two more episodes before we get into the dead period before signing day and pro day. But 
it's sad, man. It is what it is. Like, we weren't able to get it done. It's a lot different of an energy as I'm sitting in my DeKalb apartment for the final episode of the season, uh, regular season as that is. But, you know, last year I'm sitting in the hotel just slamming a chorus light on the on the desk, just screaming about the refs. And I wish I was screaming about refs and I wish I was getting ready for a bowl game. But onward, we must move. And the next two things that are big uh, for this football program are signing day. And then obviously pro day, get an opportunity to see our athletes compete for an opportunity to play at the next level. And obviously if it's not the NFL, we saw with Braden Patton last year with the USFL, that these guys still can continue to play football, even if it's not at the NFL level, but transitioning, moving forward, I will try as hard as I can to get on top of basketball this season. The sheer amount of games kills me. I, uh, I do a lot of work during the football season and then I'm just like burnt out by the end of it. But yeah, I will see what I have going on. At the very least, I'll try to get as much written work about basketball going out uh, and I'll try to get it, get to a few games uh, because I still am credentialed to go to them. I just don't have the time because they're always at times that I work. So that's on me. I got to work it out. I got to figure it out. But but I also think I might be calling high school basketball games. We'll see. The people at the radio station said that they'll be getting back with me about my like winter schedule. So we'll see what happens in that aspect. If I am ending up calling games, I'll definitely drop links uh, for my fans. But yeah, it was a tough season. But as always, man, um, I always appreciate getting on the mic, getting out to fatties, getting out and, you know, asking the questions at press conferences and finding out what we need to find out as fans. And it's always been an interesting dynamic because, you know, I work for an independent site that I know, although we are owned by uh, Sports Illustrated now, is still just not like your traditional form of media. So any and all fans are always appreciated. Like I always say, if you listen to one show, you listen to all 100 plus of these shows. We always appreciate you for tuning in. Um, it wasn't our year, but as always, you know, we'll be back. Whether I'm still living out here in DeKalb or wherever I am, uh, we'll get that all figured out, all the logistics of it moving forward. But the show always must go on. We'll be here to give it to you. We really do appreciate you all for listening to this week's show of Huskies on Tap and this season for sure, because it was a tough one. We appreciate it. Uh, the loyal listeners, the people that stick with us. And uh, we look forward to getting back out there and getting together another season of Husky coverage for you guys come next fall. But that being said, really do appreciate you. Be back with you guys next week for an award show of the season. Follow our socials at Huskies on tap on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll get back with you all where to follow me on Twitter. When I get my Twitter back, if you could, See If you see a random uh, Dogecoin account in your followers or you follow a random Dogecoin account, just report it because that is my account. I need to get it back, but I love you all. Thank you for listening. Go. Yeah. I got dreams of living less in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living less in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. 12 put me over coming with the.
They took my heart away Heart away Heart away Heart away Jumping in heart